right. Well, thank you for joining us again. I'm really excited because I get to interview a longtime friend of mine, Andy Owen, who uh, I've known for a long time as a video producer. Uh, he's got a slightly different job now, and I'll let him explain that because, Andy, I've known you for probably 10 years. And to be honest, I don't actually know what you do right now. So <laughs> well, why don't you tell us what you do? Sure. I am technically still a video producer. I'm the video production specialist at TechSmith Corporation, uh, which is a software company making uh, Camtasia and Snagit and screen recording software like that. Uh, and my job is in the marketing department. So I'm producing videos uh, mostly for kind of an organic push on YouTube and social media to try and help people solve their problems, uh, specifically with our products, but really just we're trying to help people solve their problems, especially in today's world. So you're kind of like a corporate YouTuber. I am a corporate YouTuber. That's that's a good gig. I mean, if it's you a very to... lonely world. <laughs> I, I'm, that's true. That's true. But but you haven't always done video for another company, right? So when when we first met, you were working for yourself. And the reason I wanted to have this conversation is I think you have an interesting perspective because right now we're all working from home, working remotely, and you've done that on your own and now are doing that for a for a company that sent you all home. And I'm curious, we could start by, talk to me a little bit about the difference. What was it like when you were having to build your own remote working setup on your own compared to now doing that for a company? So it was interesting because at the time, I don't even think I would have considered it remote work. I was just work from home in my mind, right? Um, of course, I was being remote because I was working with other vendors like yourself. I was working with clients. I was working uh, with um, planners. And, and so we did have to kind of coordinate our um, schedules and meetings and things like that. But, you know, I would go to a coffee shop and meet clients and I would go uh, out and about. Um, but working from home at that time for me wasn't about connecting, you know, with Microsoft Teams or with Zoom. It was much more, in fact, I tried to avoid those things because uh, when I had a client far away, I would have to use something like at the time it was Skype uh, to try and meet. And it always felt so awkward and, and off-putting uh, to, to have to look into a camera instead of someone's eyes. Um, whereas now I think that's kind of become the norm, right? We're all used to that. Um, and I think everyone for the first two weeks of, you know, any mandatory shutdown was kind of like, oh, this is terrible. I can't, I can't, you know, look at you and, and talk. And, and I think we're all just so used to it now, uh, that those awkward video chats have become the norm. Um, as far as building the company, you know, I was, I was using kind of the same software that I use now. It was all video production software. So whether it was the Adobe Creative Cloud or Final Cut, uh, on an iMac, uh, or MacBook Pro, depending on what I was using at the time. And that's what I've got now, too. So so a lot of the equipment is still the same. Um, but I'm, I'm not doing, or excuse me, I'm doing remote meetings now, whereas before I was avoiding remote meetings. So. And now you really only have one client, right? Cause... I have one client now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although we do work with external vendors, so sometimes that'll happen where, you know, we, we uh, are currently down a video production specialist right now. So as we go through the hiring process, I'm working with external vendors to try and make up that workload. So yeah, it's it's really just for TechSmith and for the videos that we're doing, but then we'll have a big push come along for a release uh, of software and I'll need to, to coordinate with third party. And so then it's, then it's someone who I'm not as familiar with and not as comfortable chatting with on Zoom, uh, but we make it work. Or they're in another country completely and you know five time zones away. So uh, you have to coordinate that timing a little bit better. So what are some of the well, actually, we'll come back to that in a second. I, I'm curious, go back to March mm -hmm. when TechSmith uh, decided or didn't decide, but sent everyone home. What right. was what was your because 
also for listeners who would have no idea, your wife also works there. So that meant you were both about to start working from home. What was that process like for you? And how did, like, what did, what did you do on day one? On, on day one, uh, it was interesting. I kind of went in dragging my feet a little bit because as you mentioned, I worked for myself for gosh, 10 years, nine years, uh, and then went to work for a company, very excitedly went to work for a company. Uh, and so I wanted to be in the office. I wanted to collaborate with other adults because I was also a stay-at-home dad for all those years. Uh, and so I was looking forward to being in the office and having that coffee or water cooler chat with coworkers. So going home felt like uh, regress- regression a bit, right? Like I'm, I'm now going back to what I got away from. Um, and it was fine. You know, it was going to be two weeks, although we all kind of said two weeks with a wink. Um, and, and then ended up being three, four, two months, you know, eternally. Uh, and, and as that's gone on, I've gotten much more accustomed to it. But at first, I really, I really was dragging my feet. Because for me, it's a 27-inch iMac that I'm dragging home and a battery backup and a 12-terabyte hard drive. And I am not on a very mobile setup. <laughs> and so I don't want to, you know, it's not just putting my laptop in my bag and going home. By the way, I also have a laptop. So <laughs> it's like all those things, you know, that I didn't plan on bringing home. Hey, what am I going to do with my video studio? On site, I'm working out of a, you know, I forget, uh, 20 by 20 video studio. Um, in At home, I'm just looking into my webcam and chatting. And, uh, and to me, that's not the norm. We can't do that. Although I think it became okay once Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon and, you know, all the late night talk show guys started going uh, from home. Then it wasn't as big of a deal. Um, but it was... It was not exciting for me. I was I was kind of disappointed to have to go home. Um, but now that I'm there, like now that I'm in the space at home, I'm kind of making it my own, trying to trying to make it work really well. Although in a twist of irony, we're we're putting our house up for sale. But <laughs> that's really just so that we can have a bigger space because hey, we're working from home. Let's let's you know make it work for us. Um, and and you know plus our kids are getting older. There's probably that too. But it's the work from home thing, really. That. <laughs> Yeah, that right. we need more space. It's a good from. excuse to sell your house because you're working exactly your house. Exactly. So it's it's been a transition and and not one that I wanted. Um, but now that we're in it, uh, I'm actually enjoying it. So okay, you said something really interesting as you started that that one of the reasons you were really excited to go back to working into an office was that sort of coffee conversations or the water cool conversations are there. So I'm interested in that because I think that that's true. When I talk to people who work in an office and are suddenly working from home, that's the thing that they miss the most. And I'm curious at TechSmith, are there things that you have in place to sort of recreate that? And if so, how do you do that? There is. In fact, we started off very intentionally in those first two weeks. Okay, we're, we're all going to miss each other, so let's be very intentional about having that time still. Um, so we have groups on Teams. We use Microsoft Teams as our current uh, chat tool. And so we have, you know, side groups. Uh, mine is, you know, our coffee friends. Uh, and so there's three of us who we would always have coffee in the morning just because we got in at the same time or or we were ready for coffee at the same time. We still have that chat group. Um, it's changed over time. It used to be like, really, guys, go grab a cup of coffee and let's chat for 15 minutes. And now it's just a chat panel. Like, we don't even open up Zoom anymore <laughs> to chat or Teams. Um, but we do have the, the company as a whole. We still have our weekly uh, all-staff meeting, uh, but now it's via Zoom, which kind of has leveled the playing field in a great way because we've always had like 10% remote staff at TechSmith, and they've always been that poor, sad person over in the corner of the window that no one remembered was actually there. And now there is equity among Zoom channels, right? So so no one is in the conference room uh, ignoring the Zoom window. Everyone's in the Zoom window. And I feel like we've kind of said when we go back, 
we shouldn't have meetings on site. We should have remote days where we do meetings because the remote meetings have been a lot more effective for everyone across the board to be able to, to chat. Um, but as far as the, the personal time, we still do uh, on our schedule once a week is a coffee hangout. Um, excuse me, once a week in the morning and once a week in the afternoon is a coffee hangout. So anyone who wants to can jump in the marketing chat and it's just for our marketing department. Every department kind of does their own thing. Um, but we have the coffee chat and usually there's five or six people in there just kind of looking to hang out and, you know, take a breath from work or they're not in, you know, a deadline of a project so they can kind of hang. Uh, once a month we have our happy hour. Uh, and that used to be, we, we did a happy hour on site at TechSmith, uh, once a month and each, uh, department or team or pod would host uh, a different happy hour. And now it's turned to just Zoom happy hour. Uh, and it's usually on a Thursday afternoon because a lot of people leave early on Fridays, especially now that we're remote. Uh, so we've we've made it kind of a habit that Thursday afternoon, kind of at 4.30, get together in a Zoom chat and just talk. It's always casual. It's never really work-related. Or if it is, it's kind of venting. Um, but, but in a fun way. We have a good group of people. And so it's a lot of getting to know one another and uh, talking about what you're going to do this weekend, what you did last weekend, how is the family, how, you know, how are the dogs, a lot of dog chat. Uh, <laughs> people love to bring their dogs on Zoom calls, and we are here for it. You know, I, I, I interviewed, um, well, I did a webinar with, one of the people on the webinar was a VP from Slack, and I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, she said that the most popular Slack channel in any organization is the dog or the cat yep. channel. It's true. Yeah. Our, our, so we had, uh, for a while, we had another chat tool uh, that, that stopped working for us before Teams. And uh, during that time, uh, yeah, dogs was definitely the most popular. Cats was much less popular, but that was the one I was in because we have a cat. Um, and so, but it, but it was great. You know, people people posting pictures of cats or memes or whatever. Um, but it was, man, those are so necessary to kind of keep it lighthearted and, and fun at work. You know, you also said something about, the all company meetings. And so I, I, I worked for uh, a while at the, at a company that where about 40, 50%, actually, I don't know how it broke down. 60% of the company was remote. And then in New York city in the office, there were 50 or 60 people. And for a long time, the all company meeting was everybody in the New York office in a room and everybody mm -hmm. who was remote was not. And then the company switched offices. So for two weeks, this was last year, everyone was remote. Okay, mm. so that because of the overlap of when they had to move out of one and move into the other, and during those two weeks, everybody was on remote on for every meeting, and it stuck. And the reason was oh. it did it leveled the playing field. So now, even well, not now, but like in January, for example, once they were back in the office, every meeting, everyone was on their own device yeah. only because it it did it leveled the playing field. So now it no longer mattered. There were no sad poor remote people right. over in the corner because everybody was in the same. And it was one of the most powerful things for making everyone feel like an equal contributor and feel like they're That's a part of that community because the, and it also facilitated communication because you can't tell who's talking when it's a room with 60 people in it. Right. And, and, it, and it's this weird dynamic that's happening. So I, it was a really, really significant thing. So obviously during the pandemic, Everyone went remote again, but it was easier to adapt to that because everyone had had that experience and everybody had 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 that sort of equal playing field. The difference was the people who were, had never been remote suddenly had to figure out, what the heck do you do? Like, I don't right. have a workspace at home. And if you live in yeah. Brooklyn, you probably don't even have a desk. Absolutely true. So do you feel like having run your own business out of your home, and I don't know if we 
made it super clear, but you did primarily wedding videos for 10 right. years. And so you were meeting with people, you were actually doing the work somewhere else, and then you were doing all the editing and that administrative stuff out of your home. Do you feel like that experience made it easier to adapt to this? To be honest, only in that I already had a dedicated workspace, right? So I think like, and, and honestly, the, the workspace had started only in the three years I'd been working at TechSmith had started falling apart. Like it, it, it turned most in, mostly into a sewing room. Um, <clears throat> and so, oh, excuse me one second. <clears throat> and so I think uh, while I had the space, we really spent the weekend before our first week remote uh, cleaning it up, making it usable. Um, so, and, and the added, um, I don't know if it's interesting fact or complication is that, yes, my wife works with me at the same company. She's in a different department. Uh, but that means now where uh, I used to work from home and she had an eight-to-five job and would come home and she was done working, uh, but I worked when I worked. You know, I was watching the kids, and so if they'd taken a nap, I'd go to work. If they, you know, went to sleep early, I'd go back to work at 8 p.m. Um, and so my hours were weird, and she didn't really understand I wasn't, you know, surfing Facebook. I was editing videos or I was, you know, it, it looked like I was slacking off when I was at work. Now we both have a full understanding that someone's behind on a deadline. They need to go back to work. Um, it, we usually keep it, you know, eight to five hours. But the point is there's much more of a, a sympathetic understanding or even empathetic understanding between us uh, because we work for the same company. We work in the same office. Uh, right now I'm talking to you out of my bedroom because she's got meetings in the morning. And so, you know, I know that we're going to be talking over each other and we've got two setups in our house so that we can have meetings in separate rooms. Yeah. And uh, my kids are like, you're not working if I don't see Zoom on the screen. They'll like right. peek around the computer and be like, yes. no, there's nobody there. You're not really working. This isn't working. Yes. And I, and I leave my Zoom screen behind sometimes. I'll, I'll actually be editing while in a Zoom meeting if I'm not, you know, uh, actively engaged in it. And so, if I hear footsteps, I will bring up the Zoom window just so they can see other people's faces and yeah. know that I'm in a meeting. I'm going to screenshot a Zoom meeting, and I'm just going to have that sitting at, at all <laughs> That's at your all new time. desktop background. That's, that is a tip, pro tip. Just screenshot a <laughs> Zoom meeting and leave it up all the time so that people will think that you're always on a Zoom meeting. It's like Never it's be like, interrupted again. It's like Solitaire, right? The early version of Solitaire had the yes. escape button, and it'd bring up like an Excel spreadsheet. I that's forgot what, about that. That's, that's, this is the remote version of that. Fantastic idea. So, and you're... We're both in Michigan, and so most of the schools here in Michigan have not gone back to in-person learning. So your kids are also home during all of this, right? right. So how in the world does that – I mean, how does that work? Sure. So uh, both kids have compu uh, devices from their schools. Uh, my daughter's actually using our personal one just because it's my old iMac and, you know, spoiled. Um, and so she's she's using that. Uh, and, and so here's another bit of twist of fate, I guess. Uh, right before – the pandemic shut everything down. We had built her a new loft with a desk underneath. She always wanted a desk in her room. Boom, perfect timing. Uh, so now she has a workstation that uh, that she can actually attend school from. My son, on the other hand, has converted his Lego table into his workspace, <laughs> which is not really a great workspace, but he loves it. He's sitting on a beanbag chair, but he's in his room. She's in her room. We're in the office. Um, our house is only 1,300 some square feet. So we're all pretty close to each other at any given time. Um, but to be honest, I haven't I haven't run into a lot of interruptions. My kids are of an age, too, where they don't need a lot from us during the day. My son's the youngest in fourth grade, and so my daughter's in seventh. Um, and so really, they don't necessarily come running for something. They, they like to tell us when they're out of classes, hey, I'm free, and, and we like an update on how that's going. But if they see we're in a meeting, then they, they don't tend to interrupt. So to be honest, I know this has been a strain on a lot of people. I have coworkers whose kids are not doing well with virtual learning. My 
kids are doing great with it right now. And so it's it's hard to be satisfied for my children, know that they're in a good place and know that, you know, my wife and I are working from home remotely in a good place. But we are. We're in, we're in a really good spot right now with this virtual environment. Um, and I'm, I'm sympathetic to those who aren't because I know if my kids were four years younger each, you know, we'd be struggling a lot more than we are now. Um, and so... So we're, we've been fortunate right now. Uh, so we have two children who are four years younger than each of yours, and it's, yes, it is a yes. trip. Well, but we also have two that yeah. are about the same age. We have four kids, and we actually reconverted a whole room into a one-room schoolhouse. And the reason for it was our daughters, who are seventh and fifth grade, are pretty self-sufficient, except there are so many systems involved that they still need tech support. Right. And so yes. I need them all in the same place, which is literally <laughs> on the other side of that wall, so that I can be easily accessible in the event that something goes wrong. And then our sons who are first grade and third grade, our third grader does a pretty good job, but our first grader, it's like he, once he's on a zoom call, he's great. But after that, it's like, Oh, school's over. Right? No. Yeah. This, this generation is going to use the word asynchronous more than any other generation has learned. Yeah. And I, I, I've told people though, here's the thing. If your kid gets out of the first week and a half of school and they understand how to use, use zoom and Google docs, they will be ahead of, Almost yeah. every adult working remotely yes. right now. So like Zoom Absolutely. is actually a more practical skill at this point than Indeed. math. So. Absolutely. So if we could just, you know, teach kids how to do their taxes maybe and uh, drywall a wall, then they'd be all set for life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Zoom calls. Yeah, I, I totally agree. If we can get our kids to, to do things, it's there it's kind of like, why is my son learning cursive? Just teach him how to, you know, add comments <laughs> to a Google Doc because that's really all he's gonna have to do when he's a grown up. Right. So. Right, right. So Speaking of what, I'm just curious at TechSmith, what are some of the actual tools that you guys use to, because you're doing video production and I know that you, because of doing it primarily for YouTube, you're also the talent and the editor now. in the video. Okay. So that wasn't always the case. <laughs> no. So and that's actually that what I was going to bring up. Yeah, it, it does. Uh, so how that works is uh, I had to get special permission from uh, our on-site committee, and, and I'm forgetting the name of it, but oh, it's our preparedness committee, uh, who basically is kind of monitoring the the state um, Department of Health and all, all the things that, can we be on-site? Are we? And they, they're the ones who told us that we are the last phase of the Michigan return to work plan because the, the request was any companies who can be remote should stay remote as long as they can, and that's us. So, so what it means for me is if I want to go on-site and use that video studio, and I do, then I had to get permission from the preparedness plan, and they had to tell me steps that I would have to take when I was on site, including, you know, uh, Cloroxing any door handles I use, any any shared equipment that I would be touching, I would need to Clorox after I was done with it. Uh, I'd need to be wearing a face mask in the building until I'm in the room that I would be staying in, my video studio. Then I could remove it. Uh, I'd need to, uh, I'm trying to think what it was, kind of wipe down the keypad for the alarm system because I was having to turn on and off the alarm system. I'm the only one in that building. We have, we have you know, five buildings. Uh, and so while the facilities manager is there, he's in a different building. <laughs> so it's just, it's just I, I never necessarily, I don't know if that's the way to put it. I didn't plan on being talent uh, for our team. I'm a behind the camera kind of guy. I love it. I have no qualms about being on camera, although editing yourself to make, editing yourself may be one of the worst experiences of a lifetime. You understand. Uh, and and so I have actually given the editing of my videos to my intern. <laughs> and I was just like, you cut this and I will I will shoot it. Um, and that's worked really well. But but that's different. We had auditions in the past for um, our team members uh, at TechSmith. 
to find, you know, the right person for these videos. Uh, and we had a, a girl named Erin doing it for a while, and she was fantastic. And so it's big shoes to fill uh, when I'm on screen talent and shooter and, you know, editor. I was writing them for a while, fortunately. Uh, we have a great team, and I was able to say to our content team, like, I'm not the guy to be at, to be writing these. I'm I'm great at filming them, but but we have good writers, and we need to hand that off. So we actually um, we incorporate uh, the PI planning method into how we work, which is uh, it's more of a software developer technique where you plan out ten weeks in advance, uh, and you work in sprints, which is every two weeks of that ten weeks, uh, you check in with how tasks are going, how things are going. But you've got ten weeks of planning basically, uh, and and so being able to plan out our episodes in advance. Uh, helps that we can say, hey, we're going to need scripts in week five. Uh, who are we going to put on that? And we don't have to assign anyone to it. We have like three writers who, when they're ready for more work, they can pick up that card and start writing that episode. Uh, so it's been really collaborative uh, in some regards. Um, the, some of the tools that we're using, I mentioned Microsoft Teams, uh, that's helped. Um, and I will just pull up a chat window with one of my interns and say, you know, how's, how's this edit going? Uh, we, we pay our interns like they're part-time employees. Uh, we have a good team. Uh, and so it's it's been very collaborative it's been a little harder because we're using a shared network which isn't the fastest when you're remote um but that being said we actually in october of 2019 uh, our it department said hey we have some people working remote and a lot of people on campus but if we have another snow day like we've had in years past that was their concern was a snow day oh if only uh <laughs> they they said we need to test our network we need to really test it so next wednesday and this was you know back in october Everyone take the day and work from home. Take whatever computers you need, whatever machines, and we all want you to log onto the network, and we want you to just trounce it, like really push it to its limits. Uh, and we did it, and it sustained, and it worked well, and our IT team was proud. Who knew the foreshadowing that they were kind of putting in place because now everyone's at home and everyone's pushing the network every day. Uh, so it ended up being a, a blessing in disguise that our IT team really wanted to test their limits because... <laughs> yeah. We're testing them daily. It's funny because if you're listening to this from anywhere other than like the Midwest, a snow day <laughs> is like when there's too much snow to go to work or school because it's yeah. not safe to drive. And it used to be that that was the reason. And our kids are like, there will never be another snow day <laughs> because now we have Zoom. <laughs> they're gonna the make worst. Us, they're gonna make us go to school forever. That was the not the biggest benefit, but that was like the thing as a parent. It's like, oh, yeah. please let there be a oh, snow day. <laughs> we need snow days. Now we've had yeah. snow days since March, and it. I'm ready for there to not be snow days. Anyway, I'm no ready kidding. To... But um, do you guys? So do you have like a central content calendar that you use? Do you use? So go ahead. Yeah, we use. Um, so we use uh, uh, Asana okay. to to kind of do our project management. So yeah, there's a shared calendar, but there's shared task pages. We use a Kanban board or list form to kind of look at all the tasks that are upcoming in those uh, PIs or in the sprints ahead. Uh, so that kind of gives us an idea of what everyone's working on. But we also do uh, weekly, multi-week check-ins, like. We, Every Monday, we have a, a team meeting just to kind of see what everyone's working on, uh, what help you need with what you're working on, and what are you going to be working on next. We check in again on Wednesday. We check in again on Friday. These are 15-minute stand-ups. They used to be literally when we were in the office. We'd stand up around a shared monitor, and we'd look at it on TV, and then we'd go back to our desks. Um, so they're still 15 minutes, uh, and they're great. They, they help everyone kind of stay focused. Uh, but they also say, like, hey, who's struggling right now? Like, are any of you uh, uh, struggling? I mean, we have, we have team members with young kids at home who really are struggling to get stuff done and we have an incredible company who is very sympathetic to that fact and has sent out multiple emails over the course of this pandemic saying please we are a flexible company but we would like to implement extreme flexibility like if anyone needs just step away like 
you know, get, get a brain break. Um, we used to, when we were in the office, uh, every day at 3 o'clock, a group of people, including myself and my wife, would go on what we called walkies, which is just a walk. But <laughs> it was special because we called it walkies. Uh, and we'd walk around the block, and it would take 25, 30 minutes for us to do this. And that was work time. But we were all sitting there staring at a computer and doing ourselves no good. So you could either grab a cup of coffee or just go on a walk. And so people found it was a great way to kind of get some fresh air, get your eyes adjusted to natural sunlight again, <laughs> and then uh, get back into the office. So, so that's kind of, they remind us of that. Like, hey, don't forget to take time for yourself. Yeah, so I was thinking about this. Uh, well, first, my question is for people who are still trying to figure this out, because I think what's happened in a lot of cases, like you described, hey, we're going to be home for two weeks. We're going to be home for three weeks. We're going to be home for a month. We're going to be home until July. Now, it's unclear for a lot of people when reopening the office is going to make a lot of sense. And so people are having to shift from, I need a temporary solution to, this could be the way I work for a little while, or it could be right. a part of the way I work forever. So mm -hmm. I'm curious if there's a piece of tech or a tool or a gadget or a piece of software that you find completely indispensable that you couldn't work remotely without. I've told people many times and I, that for me, that's actually my Apple Watch because I can put mm. my phone away. I, I don't, because I just, on the podcast last week, I described it as if I get a text message on my phone, suddenly I have to look at an email to find a piece of information and now I'm on my calendar because I realized that I didn't do something. So I'm looking at my task list and I end up just, turning on YouTube for an hour because I'm so stressed out because of, but that doesn't happen on my watch because I just only get the notifications. And so yes. it, and it reminds me to stand up every hour. Mm -hmm. So for me, I can set reminders. Is there, is there something that you find is just an indispensable piece of tech or, or productivity tool that, that helps you stay focused? That's a great question. Uh, I don't know that I have too many. Um, as far as staying focused, I have an app uh, on my computer called Self Control, which is ironic, uh, but it's it's a great free app for Mac users, and there's a lot of these for for Windows users. This was the best one I could find on the Mac, uh, and basically I tell it what sites to block and for how long to block them: Facebook, Twitter, um, things that I Amazon, things that I shouldn't be spending time on during the workday, and even if it's just for an hour or 15 minutes, like I really need to focus. And my fingers, I don't know about you, but I have this twitch in my fingers that opens a new tab just without even realizing it's doing it, and suddenly then I hit F-A and Facebook's open. Like, it's that fast where I just click and boom, and I'm into Facebook. So now when I do it and self-control's turned on, it just goes to a dead page. It goes to a landing page and doesn't actually open it. So, and that reminds me, ooh, yeah, I'm not supposed to be doing that right now. Close the window, um, which is just as quick of a keyboard command, luckily. Um, so that has helped me stay focused. But to be honest, I've gotten to the point where I, I need it less and less. Uh, and so... It was good for me just kind of to have that practice of like, nope, just because I'm at home doesn't mean I need to be open, opening this. Um, although actually being in the marketing department, our director said from time to time, don't feel like you can't open Facebook or Twitter because this is where we live and work and like we kind of need to know what's happening there. So uh, you, you don't need to be ignorant to it. Now, if you're distracting yourself from work, obviously that's different. Um, I spend a lot of time on YouTube. It's very easy for me to dive into the YouTube comments uh, and just start answering everything because we always we always try to uh, to answer everything. We kind of embrace Jay Bear's hug your haters uh, method, and so we'll answer every question. We'll we'll try and stay on top of that. But that's a distraction too because answering comments isn't what my time is allotted to at this specific moment of the day. So luckily, our uh, social media manager she is you know we we're using Agora Pulse currently. We've used Sprout Social in the past to kind of. Um, uh, aggregate questions and answers. Uh, so I don't need to do that in YouTube. So just because YouTube's open and I'm uploading a video and I see a comment, <clears throat> excuse me, 
doesn't mean that I need to be the person responding to it. So that's kind of helped trigger like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not responsible for this. We have a whole team. You know, I'm still in that uh, self-entrepreneur mode sometimes where I'm like, I have to do all the things. No, I don't. I have a team. <laughs> like I, I, can, I can step away from certain uh, topics or say, hey, would you go check the comments? Because I know there's a lot in there right now. Uh, and even so much in like if there is too much hate on a video in a specific day, uh, I can switch over uh, and tag a team member and she'll go and take care of those. So, you know, if, if it's just too much, because uh, you can only answer so many of those before you're just like, oh, come on. <laughs> you only have so many hugs to give out. even <laughs> Exactly. And, and to be able to kind of tag team with someone else and, and, you know, they take a fresh set of eyes on it. So so I would say self-control is a good app for me uh, as far as like blocking sites I shouldn't be on. You can also just whitelist sites. So you block the whole internet except just the one or two you need to be able to access. That's a little more tricky because if you block Facebook, uh, every site has kind of a Facebook plugin now. So, so it blocks part of that site too. Um, but yeah, that's, that's helped me a lot. Ironically, I'm sitting here listening to you talk about the Apple Watch and thinking, man, I, I, I've been hesitant to get one, but there's so many benefits to it. Maybe, maybe it's time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you to well we will um link to self-control in the show notes but also we will link to the TechSmith youtube channel so that anyone who's listening to this can leave nice comments that don't require those types yes, of things please. so you can check out those videos but to sort of close it uh, and wrap up i'm curious how do you during the day aside from having to turn on an app that blocks facebook which if i could find an app that blocks facebook permanently i probably would but um <laughs> how do you because of the fact that you have to share time with a spouse who works in the same space, you have kids, how do you approach the time management? Like, here's the things I have to get done. How do you break that up in, in the day? Because it isn't the same as, as when you're in a, an office and somebody comes along and says, here, do this thing. Sure. Uh, I would say there's two ways. One, I block off time on my calendar that says, like, right now is editing time. Right now is social media time. Right now is heads down work time. Don't set up meetings with me. Uh, right now is heads down time, but go ahead and set up a meeting with me if you need to. It's flexible. That's one. The second thing, and I think more importantly, is I try to give myself a lot of grace. Um, and I think we could all do with a little bit more of that right now, understanding that everyone is going through this crazy time. Um, if my kids need me, my kids need me. You know, there's not a teacher on site here for them to go to with help. Um, and their teachers have been wonderful. Uh, but, you know, they've got 30 kids remote, so it's, it's a challenge. Uh, and I am here and I can help. Uh, same with my wife. If she needs something, if she needs me to step out of the office because I speak really loudly, <laughs> sometimes my meetings can distract her even if she's not in one. Um, I can I can step out of the, the room and not be offended that she needs me to <laughs> shut up. <laughs> um, there's, there's, there's just a lot of grace to be given in a time like this and just understand that, you know, uh, flexibility is needed on everyone's part, um, including my own. And so if, if my son or my daughter needs me, I can go help them. I can take five minutes, take 15 minutes, go help them. Um, you know, we used to take 30 minutes for walkies. I, I take that with a lot. You know, in the in the spring when this first all shut down, my wife and I would go down the street to the park and we'd walk through the trails in the park for half an hour just to kind of keep up with walkies. And to be honest, I want to get going with that again. We, we miss doing it. Um, she's kept up with it better than I have. Uh, I'm, I, I was always kind of bad at it too because I would, I would, if I was in the middle of editing, I don't want to stop. You know, if you're, if you're in the middle of something big and you just uh, get on a roll, stopping can be more detrimental. But I need it for my health. So uh, it's good to just kind of get up walk around outside um, and, and give your brain a I rest. totally agree. I think that you should always make time to give your brain a rest. That's a, that's a great way to uh, sort of wrap this up. So if people want to find out, follow your work, any of that kind of stuff, where can they find you? Mm, great, play, great question. 
Uh, actually, LinkedIn's probably a great place to find me. Uh, I've been trying to do a lot more on LinkedIn lately. Uh, we're trying to really focus on the things we've learned with our YouTube channel because, you know, a few years ago, our YouTube channel was just product videos only, and now we're trying to help not just our users, but anybody who has a question on how to record your screen, uh, how to extract text from an image. We can do all those things with our software. So we're trying to answer those simple questions. Uh, and, and that's our YouTube channel. But on LinkedIn, I'm going to start sharing kind of like what we learned, what we did wrong, what we're doing better now, uh, and try and find more people kind of going through what I'm going through uh, with YouTube. Because at the beginning of this, I said, you know, being a corporate YouTuber is a very lonely place. There's not a lot of help out there for brands on YouTube, aside from, hey, work with this creator, he'll make videos for you. Well, that's not what I'm looking for. Um, you know, we're, we're doing international YouTube work. I've got YouTube channels that I manage that are in German, French, Portuguese, Spanish, and Japanese. Uh, and so there's, there's a lot of localization needed for those channels. So um, LinkedIn is going to be interesting over the next few weeks and months. I hope uh, I can share some of the things I've learned and, and learned from some other people. So uh, yeah, if they can find me, just Andy Owen on LinkedIn. I don't know if I have. Uh, we'll we'll include a post yeah, we'll include a link to that in the in the um, show notes as well because I, th I I agree. I actually, you know, we are connected on LinkedIn, obviously, and you do have a lot of great content on there. And in fact, that was what made me think, oh yeah, I, I definitely got to reach out and Andy and I got to talk mostly because it's probably been two years since we had a chance to have an actual conversation. It's been too long. And it was like it was lunch. <laughs> we actually got long. to meet and have lunch, but uh, but we'll have to do that yeah. again once you know. As my son says, when the coronavirus goes away, so we'll all we'll all hope that that happens yes. soon. But Andy, thank you so much for <laughs> for joining us. Um, we'll include some links to some of the things that we've talked about. I really appreciate the insight that you gave because I think that there are so many people who are struggling with what in the world am I supposed to do, and and I, that's the whole point of this podcast is to kind of help people. So really appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming. So my pleasure. Thank you, Jason. All right.